Running is a great indicator. Are you doing too much in your body? And really important when we should be tracking our HRV and our recovery pair because running is so much more of a stress on your body, especially when you're doing endurance training. So that for me personally is my marker. Am I bouncing back from my workouts? Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster. The show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high-performance mind, body, and lifestyle. Hey, it's Angela here, and I have a really special episode for you today with a friend and fellow Key On coach. It is the great Debbie Potts. Um, Debbie and I know each other. We both trained with Ben Greenfield and do masterminding with him, and she is extremely knowledgeable in the world of endurance racing. Um, Debbie was top in her age group for many years until she um, completely hit burnout after having one of her best years in 2012 as a triathlete. She then hit burnout in 2013. And she talks about her amazing journey of coming back from that and really how to fuel your body, how to recognize when you're overfilling your stress bucket and doing too much. Um, she talks about the low-carb athlete lifestyle. And um, she's also talking about some fun things she's trialing, like B propolis for enhancing endurance and why running is so much harder on the body. And as such, it's actually a really good indicator of looking at your HRV after runs and seeing how well you're coming back and recovering. So there's tons and tons in this episode. I think you're going to really, really enjoy it. Um, as always, the show notes are over on my website, AngelaFosterPerformance.com forward slash podcast, so you can find them there. But now let me introduce you to Debbie, because as I said, I think you're really going to get a lot from this episode. So I am very excited today to be joined by Debbie Potts. She is a um, health and fitness coach. She is a nutritional therapist, an FDN practitioner. She's also the author of Life Is Not A Race and the Holistic Method Manual. It's quite an accolade. It's so great to have you here, Debbie. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on today. I'm to dive into our favorite topics. Yeah, I'm really excited. So let's get started with a little bit of your story because it was just, we were talking about there and it's really, you know, what happened to you? I I think many people will listen and identify with, you know, I went through burnout myself. It's a a really Mm -hmm. difficult experience to come back from. Um, But in your case, you were so high performing at the top of your game in terms of doing Ironman triathlons and and competing to then suddenly gaining all this weight and, and not really being able to achieve those results. Let's just start there. Can you tell us a little bit more and, and share your journey? Yeah, and I think that's a great example how you had your own story and struggled with fatigue and burnout and just how this is doesn't matter what you do. Like if I was doing Ironmans or, you know, having kids and it's just working full time, there's a lot of different stressors and whatever they are, externally and hidden internal stressors, they accumulate and overfill our our bucket of stress. And so my story happened, obvious signs in 2013, and it's finally 2021. I'm finally, you know, eight years later, getting into sharing my story more so because I just feel this is a time in our world that we need to really share what is going on with your body when you have chronic stress. And my health was a drastic change in 2013 in about February, March. And I was doing uh, Ironmans at the time for 10 years. I was racing Ironmans competitively, top of my age group, 
I was doing 50K trail runs in my off season and marathons, and I was doing a lot, but it wasn't that I was exercising so much. I was also running my own fitness studio in Bellevue, Seattle, Washington, very high stress to run it all on your own, teaching classes and doing the business side of it, always marketing, just constant stress every day. So that was kind of an added thing. I have financial stress because I had a huge rent to pay every month. And that was just a lot of work, but also it's pretty much training part-time. So additional 20 hours a week training for Ironmans at a, on elite team, Mark Allen's elite team. And so I was doing all this for years and then suddenly 2013, I was just sideswiped. I had no idea I was going to get run over by a truck. And I wrote a book, Life is Not a Race, to really help me go back in time. Like, well, how did this even happen? Why me? What really, what, what were these red flags that I obviously didn't see? I missed them because I went from being the best shape of my life to gaining 30 pounds and having a nap in the afternoon instead of a workout. I couldn't sleep at night, you know, waking up at two in the morning wide awake. So I had all these red flags and I couldn't understand why. So that just kind of led me down, which most of us health coaches, practitioners have our own stories or why, because we wanted answers. I wanted solutions. And so I went down this long journey of trying to figure out what happened. And what do you credit? What do you think did happen? Was it the stress? Had you just pushed like way too hard for too long? Um, What do you think was the reason? I think there's never one thing. I believe there's always a, it's a, like I said, it's overfilling your bucket, your beaker of stress. And so there's, it was, and especially FDN as practitioner, we never treat one thing. It's always a collection of things and nothing's treat, nothing specific. And that's kind of what happened to me. I think it was, it wasn't just training so many hours and doing all this racing because endurance exercise, you know, over an hour of exercise, I've just reading this articles on that. It lowers your immune system. You know, that was a big stress, obviously training firemans is a lot of hours on the bike and running and swimming. Then I was doing yoga and strength training and spin classes and doing all that on top of it, but also running own business, anyone that owns their own business, especially this past year, thank God I I closed my fitness studio October 1st, 2019. So I'm so grateful every year that I didn't have to deal with, you know, trying to figure out how you're going to pay a bill this past year with the pandemic. So it's, you know, I don't know what it was. I think it was a lot of everything and I'm sure get into genetics or a little bit more in, in what you've talked about, but it's, you know, just how I, I'm not as good at tolerating a lot of stress and I deal with it probably differently than some people do. And so that's probably what I had happened to me was other people can tolerate that high demand of life and always being that triple A personality and pushing themselves and being high performer in everyday life that you're burning the candle at both ends, waking up at four in the morning to get more stuff in the day. And then you, you don't get home till eight o'clock at night and then you go to the bed, you know, just crash and then you can't sleep. Right. So it's just that accumulation, I think. Yeah. I think the accumulation effect, that's certainly what happened with me, um, you know, as a, as a lawyer. And then when I had my children, that was like, there's always a switch, isn't there? There's just that final thing, you know, that just like, 
breaks the camel's back. And for me, it was just once I piled the children into the mix and, you know, I had the sort of postnatal depression, then it was just too much. And I think, as you say, it's never one thing, but there's one ultimate trigger event where it's just like, whoa, now here I am. Um, For you, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because you, you suddenly found yourself gaining a lot of weight and a lot of people listening can identify with this because that's probably one of the most frustrating things when you don't feel like you've changed things dramatically and you've got a healthy lifestyle that suddenly you have this weight gain. Um, Can you elaborate a bit more on that and and what you found in that respect? And that's what I feel like I need to speak out more, especially everyone's into in our world, low carb and keto and carnivore and, you know, naming all these diets that eating styles that I was doing all the right things back then. You know, I was doing fasted workouts. I wasn't doing sugar. I was doing intermittent fasting and doing the fat bulletproof coffee. But as I say, everything's a Goldilocks effect. Anything too much is going to catch up and cause some toxic overload or some negative result. And anything too little will cause deficiencies. And I was probably doing everything a little bit too much. So I, I think, you know, it's confusing for people that are struggling with trying to lose weight. They're doing what someone else did that they saw on social media and they, you know, someone else lost 30 pounds and they expect the same results, even though they're a totally different person. And I, I don't know why I gained weight. I was just so confused at the time because I wasn't changing my workouts. You know, I was still lifting weights. I was doing hit training. I was doing endurance workouts every day. I was active. I was, you know, a trainer, running my own business. So I was always moving. I was never sitting, but when I suddenly felt like I gained overnight 30 pounds of fat weight it was, and lost muscle that I was so embarrassed. So then it goes into that depression that you feel embarrassed what you look like. Cause I was known as this athlete and had this kind of reputation of always doing racing and being a trainer and being, you know, strong and lean, and then I felt like everyone was looking at me like I just started sitting on the sofa eating donuts all day and watching TV. Amazing so I was well. like, okay, I'm really not changing. I'm still working <laughs> out what I can. I mean, then I started not having any energy to exercise because that's the other side of that adrenal exhaustion, HPA access dysregulation that, you know, you just don't have the energy to do anything. But I was just embarrassed to see people. Then of course that's going to lead to depression and other things. So yeah, I was trying to figure out why I lost weight, but it's a whole big puzzle. It is, isn't it? And as you say, it is metabolic chaos. And it is when that metabolic dysfunction just feeds into every area of your life. And I think, you know, when you have that, I say, you can't, if you're, if you've got metabolic dysfunction, you can't achieve your true human potential. That sounds harsh. It isn't because the fundamental basis of your metabolism is to feed, you know, to give your cells energy. And all of a sudden it's so disruptive that it's not just the weight gain, as you say, it has the psychological impact, but also now you're craving different foods. You haven't got regulation of your appetite. You feel lethargic. You don't feel like you can bring the same energy to the things that you do. And I think it's really, really hard on people because it becomes a cascade. And then, as you say, it affects your your mental health. And for you, that identity as an athlete, it must have been so difficult, right? Because fitness was a part of your job and your life. That's the thing, right? Suddenly there's a a loss of identity. Um, And what did you find? Like, how did you work your way through the emotional side of it? 
Hmm. Well, that's a good one. It really helps you with that, right? I mean, part of my reason I wrote my book, Life is Not a Race, was to go back in time and go for that all the way back to high school. Like, what was my mentality? What what what's my why? What's my what am I struggling with? And when I started to feel this fatigue, you know, I was interestingly, we we're just talking about we we're Ben Greenfield's program. We had a superhuman coach conference that February talking about heart rate variability, talk about cold thermogenesis and intermittent fasting. And Dave Asprey was there talking about bulletproof coffee and low carb. We're talking about Vespa and all this stuff way back then. And so I was doing all that, but then I started reading and learning about heart rate variability and adrenal fatigue, which, you know, technically is not what it is, but it's, you know, I was learning about all that. So I knew I was struggling. I kind of could figure it out, but then I got some help gradually with different practitioners and started to see doctors and, you know, answer your question to make a short answer. It would be that no one really helped me with the depression part. And I feel like I was struggling to get answers. And of course, when it first started, I wanted to, I had a race to do. I was signed up to do this half Ironman in Kona called Hanu 70.3 race. And then I was Ironman Canada. I was, you know, I came second the year before, did my best times. And then I had these bigger race times I was going to do in August. So I was just wanting that quick pill. You know, you wanted that, that instant solution to get my body back. And that's, I wanted my vibrant self back again and feel and perform and, and just live my life like it was my old self. And I just wanted it that instant. And everyone I would go see and try to get help, I was just going, you know, like nine different people I counted I was seeing over the next couple of years was just lab results in functional labs. I started to see people in non-traditional medicine, but it was just giving me supplements. And long story short, I learned it was only me that had to take ownership of my own health and my own well-being to get my mind right and to shift my mindset, shift my lifestyle, change my schedule. And that's taken, you know, a long time. And it's finally mm-hmm. until this year, actually, I realized thanks to COVID, I never really slowed down and changed my way of living until we had to last year. <laughs> yeah. I want to briefly interrupt today's episode to tell you about the number one supplement that I think everyone should be taking because so many of us are deficient in it, and that is magnesium. Bioptimizer's Magnesium Breakthrough combines seven different forms of magnesium, which can really help to reduce your stress levels, help you sleep faster and deeper. It can help to boost your immunity and to maintain a normal heart rhythm and also lower cortisol levels while building strong bones. It's a fantastic supplement. So many of my clients report how much better they sleep when they take Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizer's. And you can get a cool 10% off your order by going to www.bioptimizer.com optimizers.com forward slash Angela and entering code Angela 10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. So that's buyoptimizers.com forward slash Angela and enter code Angela 10 to get 10% off your order. If you're in the US, they also do an amazing blood sugar control um, supplement as well. Not yet available here in the UK, unfortunately, but I will be trying it as soon as we have that available. And they do a whole host of other probiotics and supplements to really help help enhance your brain function and your physical function too. So definitely go and check out bioptimizers.com 
forward slash Angela and use coupon code Angela 10 to get 10% off your order. Now let's get back to the show. And so how did just slowing things down, what have you noticed there? Has your heart rate variability improved? Has your metabolism kind of regulated better? Do you feel more energized? What have you noticed from the slowing things down? Well, since the past year, what's funny, I, you know, doing FDN practitioner work, we run different lab testing as we were just talking about, you know, I've done DNA fit program and learning about strategy. And so looking at genetics, but doing different lab tests, we finally do an FDN, the organic acids test. We use Great Plains oats I used, and I did another GI test. I did more new lab testing and the Dutch hormone test on myself. And I was always trying to get better. And I always think, you know, you take one step forward, two steps back, and I'm trying to get to your answer question, long way around it, but it was discovered on the oats test that no one ever ran on me until I did it myself last year. I had mold toxicity and candida like off the chart in mitochondria dysfunction. I'm like, Oh my God, no one ever tested these yeah. tests. And we never test one thing. We never treat one result. We look at the whole picture and put the pieces of this puzzle together. But I realized for eight years, I didn't know that. And so I could have had mold toxicity that contributed to my chronic fatigue and my weight gain and all this whole domino effect of problems. Cause no one looked at the whole me and investigated really all the clues that we need to gather until I did FDM practitioner work. And so I have been working on that, but just the past year slowing down. Yes. You know, I just got an aura ring. Finally, it's taken me years to how many years I've wanted one since I came out with them, but just tracking my heart rate variability. I used to do all the time when I first had adrenal stuff with uh, sweet beat life and Rhonda Collier. I did some, um, kind of beta testing program for them and would do it all the time. And I found I stopped doing it because it's, it's a lot more work than just wearing the ring. (laughs) (laughs) And so my HRV now to track your sleep and all that stuff. Now I've finally just started seeing the data this week. So it's really fascinating to really know, am I doing, I would say test and not guess, you know, am I doing all these things? Are they actually helping me? And what can I do to be a health optimizer? I need this feedback, not just you know, measuring keto mojo or doing a continuous glucose monitor, but really to get all that data, it's just actually the past week I could see, oh, you know, I am doing well with my sleep. I'm nailing those numbers. My HRV is great. I'm recovering after workout. And so that's kind of my focus now. Yeah, I think that's amazing. I have to say, I think um, whenever I do clients, I'm the same as you, I do the, the labs, but then the aura ring or whoop gives you so much data in between that you can really work with. Um, and I think it yeah. just, because the labs give you a snapshot, but then actually you get to see, as you say, in real time and you get to see what's happening. And when you ate this, what happened to your HRV? When you worked out, did you recover effectively? You know, what's your overall stress? Mm-hmm. And I think it's empowering. And when, when clients understand how to use that data, it's very empowering for them as well well because they can really start to take ownership um so did you were you you haven't gone back to competing but did you get your do you feel like you fixed your metabolism and what was kind of instrumental in that sense I've really been studying last year or so two years about mitochondria health because I think a lot of that you can look at um this guy actually lives in Solana Beach where I live now uh about the uh, Gosh, drawing a blank. The the fatigue isn't really your adrenal fatigue, but it's your mitochondria and the cell defense mode. And now your mitochondria kind of go on hold because of the stress. And so they're adapting 
are not adapting to the stress, but they're just preventing you from damaging your cells. So you get that, you know, body goes into emergency mode. And I think learning how to manage stress a lot more in the last couple of years and being aware of my own red flags, my own triggers, I have to know when to take that pause and reset and just breathe. So, you know, I don't know my metabolism. I think the multiplicity and working on a detox protocol, I've been doing that. I uh, was doing that last fall and just trying to work on that. And I'm kind of doing a different phase for my health. But I, I think I'm my measurement for my own personal goal is if my running, because running, I can bike fine. That's great. But running is so much harder in my body. And even I saw acupuncturists and Chinese medicine, it's so much more toll. I mean, obviously it makes sense. You're running on your feet. You have more impact. It's a lot more stressful. So I have actually blogged to write this week on and my thing is being fit and healthy on the inside and out. And I think running is a great indicator. Are you doing too much in your body? And really important when we should be tracking our HRV and our recovery pair, because running is so much more of a stress on your body, especially when you're doing endurance training. So that for me personally is my marker. Am I bouncing back from my workouts and, you know, endurance athletes, we tend to do it longer than 45 minutes. So once a week, you know, my challenge is always running longer again. So I don't want to race until I know that running isn't so stressful in my body and I'm kind of competitive. So I don't want to race. I've raced for so many years. So why bother <laughs> racing if I'm not going to be top of my age group? I don't need to prove that I can do it. Uh, you know, it's maybe changing my mindset of just doing a race to cross the finish line, but you know, it's like, I don't need to <laughs> do that. So it's not like a new exciting thing. So I did it so many years. So racing, it'd be more just to show that, all right, have I kind of biohacked my body and improved my mitochondria, getting rid of these toxins as mold toxicity and candida overgrowth and improve my mitochondrial function by, you know, retesting organic acids test to see, am I getting better internally? Those hidden internal stresses that are impacting my performance and longevity. So that's my focus yeah, is more the thing. longevity, not performance. That's the thing, isn't it? As is it does affect your longevity. And as you say, I think so many of these sort of chronic conditions that we're seeing at the moment are linked to the health of, of your mitochondria. What have you found to be the key movers for you in enhancing your mitochondrial health? A couple of little things I've been playing with is Vespa. It's a like a bee propolis thing that my friend Peter Defty, we've done some podcasts on it. It's taken it 30 minutes beforehand a work, a long run. And then, you know, experimenting. It's so funny. Cause I think as a low carb athlete doing fasted workouts, I was want to say, and I've, I'm playing this myself. So like we're so afraid to have anything. So people think, Oh, I brag that, you know, you listen to people. Oh, I, I rode three hours on just water and I went for a run and I had nothing and I did great. And people like to almost you know, to share their successes of not eating anything. They could do these fasted workouts. But my question is to experiment with your own body. Could I have done better? Could I have gone longer or been faster? It's like, you don't know unless you experiment. So I'm kind of doing that to myself. Well, what if instead of, I just have my coffee and water before I work out, what if I try Vespa? Does that make my body be able to have less stress when I'm running? You know, maybe fasting is too much when I run and, 
and playing with that. My other thing I'm experimenting with is not nonstop because my body doesn't like it anymore if I don't add walk breaks. So I've been doing four minute run, one minute fast walk. And you, I've always trained by Maffetone and always done some interval training and, and now running my too high. So I found that, well, hey, instead of just trying to run at that math, max aerobic function heart rate when 30, I just run and then walk and actually I'm faster and my recovery partially because of the Vespa perhaps and doing interval running for endurance training is easier on my body. And my HRV today was like 90 something. And I ran long yesterday. So I think doing those little biohacks that you can do to improve your performance, but you know, it's, is that longevity thing, performance and longevity we're always talking about. Mm. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? You broke up a little bit there. Sorry, I just wanted to track back. You were talking about the Vespa and the, I don't know if it was my internet or yours that dropped. Can you just re-explain about the Vespa? Cause I don't think it kind of came through. Well, I don't have a good explanation. It's like a gel pack and it's, it's made with it's bee from bees. And so it's something from the bee propolis of bee that's supposed to help prolong your endurance and help Mm -hmm. you activate more fat metabolism. Mm -hmm. So it's V E S P A. And so it's interesting. You take it 30 minutes before a long endurance workout and it'll help keep your body metabolizing, oxidizing fat. So then you have less oxidative stress on your body. And so you'll have better recovery post-workout. So you're not damaging your body as much. And you've noticed that your HRV improves more. It will rebound quicker when you've been having the Vespa, have you? That's today. I just got my aura ring last Tuesday. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So you're still gathering the data. I'm just gathering that because that's why I love, you know, having the ring on because I, you know, just not have to get out of bed, get heart strap on, get my app out. Cause I don't sleep with the phone and have to do all that. I was, I stopped doing that. So now it's just having the ring on your finger The whoop, you know, I think it's great for people too. And just having something you can track. So you don't know if your recovery pairs. So if you don't get that data, mm-hmm. then you continue on doing a workout as you have scheduled, because that's it's Monday, you do this normally, and then you're actually slowing down your recovery and causing more damage inside and impacting your performance and speeding yeah, up the sure. aging process. Yeah, you are absolutely. And I think that's right. And I think as people get older, they, they, uh, without actually want to put a dampener on it, I think people need more recovery days. And I think that's the thing. And as you say, also strategies like running for a bit and then walking for a bit just takes the pressure off. I've noticed, um, myself, like, the demands of running are so much greater than something like jumping on a spin bike or going for an outdoor ride or a swim. And I think, as you say, is that impact and your heart rate goes higher as well. Like relatively speaking, when you look at the output, I don't know if you find this, but your heart rate tends to climb much quicker with running than it does with, yeah, with something like biking or swimming. Um, And so how are you fueling your body now as a, as a low carb athlete? Are you, are you prioritizing protein in quite high amounts or are you more on a sort of ketogenic diet? What's, what have you found best in that respect? Yeah. Well, just, I've done low carb for, I don't know, 15 years. We started doing metabolic testing in 2005. I would do metabolic testing cart resting and, and exercise. I've learned a long time ago about, you know, burning fat by exercising at lower heart rates and eating and metabolic efficiency how to change what we, so I've been doing the low carb for a long time. And so I just hate, I was experiment because I'm not, I'm not an, a big meat. I like eating meat and I feel better eating more protein. 
I used to not eat meat really at all. And last few years accepted eating a little bit more animal meat. And it was more because animal thing grossed me out (laughs) having (laughs) like, so I'm not the types of going to eat bone marrow and eat liver and sweetbreads and stuff. I just, it's just my personality of self. I've done that, you know, avoided that for years. So I would do more organ meats. And if I, if I could do that, I, I really believe in that eating liver, but I'm just not going to. So I do eat kind of more vegetables with the protein and have that as my main meal. I tend to do fasting. I do experiment a little bit with more of a a five, two program that, you know, go lower carb and intermittent fasting weekdays and then not worry about it so much, you know, still eat healthy, real food, but don't try to keep my carbs really low on the weekends as I do during the week. I dieted for so many years growing up in high school and college. So I have that, you know, I don't like having that diet mentality. So anytime, you know, I start to shift that way that I don't succeed. I've always taught my clients as I do myself, that it's not a diet. It's a, a way of eating. And I eat what my body needs and feels good at. So I know what foods are triggers or what foods make me feel like they'll give me a headache or bloated. So I'm more, tuning into what my body needs more, a little more, more metabolic typing and going to balance my blood sugar. But I, I try to find that, you know, sometimes for women fasting too long or too often, and especially when your hormones are low already, I'm a little more cautious of that for myself and for my clients. So yeah, same here as well. That. And I think mm-hmm. I find as well, like in, in women in particular that are already pretty low body fat, adding in fasting can just be a bit too much stress. Yeah. Um, I and anything sure. longer. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I find when like I... 12 hours, 14, 12, maybe up to 14 hours is great. But even when you start pushing it to sort of 16 hours for, for a lot of women, it just feels too much. Um, yeah, but, that's what yeah. I was doing for so long. And before COVID, I was you know, training clients and driving to places and run with a client that I, I was busy all day until March last year. And I would some days on Wednesdays, I wouldn't get home till about three o'clock in the afternoon. And I wouldn't, I said, like, I'm not going to eat till I get home because I'd rather eat my meals at home. And so I would do a 24 hour fast or more uh, every Wednesday. And I'm I didn't lose weight and I, okay, I mean, is this causing stress? Is this making my health worse or is it benefiting me? And so you have to always ask, is this, is this helping me? Am I feeling better? And, you know, I don't know if you can, how you can tell if you're doing cell autophagy or if your hormones are low, we don't get that in real time unless we do like a Dutch test every week and see what's really going on. It's a little hard to do that, but it, it is like for women so different. I know you've talked all about that and, you know, I just find it such a huge topic dive into that, you know, always goes to N equals one and especially, you know, women are not small men and we have to really change it, especially if you're working out a lot. I just think we have to be a little more cautious because a lot of the studies are based on men and there are a lot of the keto and low carb are based on people that are not exercising two, three times a day. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I think the thing is as well, when you are exercising a lot, you're getting so many of those autophagy benefits from exercise. I think a lot of people then overestimate how much they need to pile in from fasting. It's not always necessary. And I know when I interviewed uh, Dr. Stacey Sims, we were talking very much about that and how actually just fueling is one of the most important things, particularly for women when they get to sort of perimenopausal years, Um, it becomes ever more important. 
Um, so let's talk briefly before you go about genetics, because I know that's something that we share a common interest in as well. Um, you mentioned there, I just want to pick up on something you were talking about, about stress and sort of type A personality and, and pushing. Um, did you find, because I, I find when I look at people's genetics, you know, some of them like myself are, you look at their comp gene, um, for example, they're very much people who can take stress. I often find this with very successful sort of entrepreneurs, um, particularly in executives. And it's almost then where I find things like HRV as a metric become so important because they're so adept to taking on stress. And I know I was that it was almost like just pile on more and more because I can keep doing that and I'll just keep coping. And I'm almost better in that environment when, you know, something sprung upon me and I've got to react. But then I just think we readily take on way too much. And you almost need that independent metric to say, and, and the Dutch test is great. But as you say, you can't do that every week to just say, Actually, you need to slow down, right? You might not be recognizing it, but the stress is becoming too much. Yeah, I know. I have Dr. Ben Lynch's book, Dirty Jeans, here. I have two copies of it, and I've been rereading it again because I'm doing a strategy program on Tuesdays we've had in this seminar. And it's just fascinating that, you know, look at symptoms if you're fast or slow and looking at all that because I, looked at when I was having my issues going, okay, how many other people are following the same type of similar lifestyle that's busy training and racing and working? It's like, how come they don't have the problems that I'm having? Why did I gain all this weight and lose so much energy and, and struggle with fatigue and sleep issues and gut dysfunction and all these parasites and pathogens that I just have all cascade events. Like why me? Why didn't everyone else have the same issues? And some people can thrive working 12 hours a night a day. And so I think that's what I've found it interesting too, is to look at the genetic snips and read about, you know, dirty genes, clean genes and cleaning up your lifestyle and eating habits, but if there's still something that's off, even if you're doing the nutrition and the sleep management, what else can you do? And I think when you're deplete so many of the vitamins and minerals that we need, and we there's so much more, so much to learn and how to really individualize your own protocol to burn fat, optimize health and performance and longevity. I just think so much information we can gain from that. So I've yeah. learned a lot and try to use that information and always curious what's going on with other people. When I talk to them, they're like anxious and always worrying about stuff. I'm like, Oh, I wonder what's going on in your genetics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's true. And I think there are that you see people who definitely um, are more prone to stress. Right. And that is a genetic thing. And they, they just, their perception of it is so much greater. And the thing with anxiety is it feeds itself. As soon as you feel anxious, then there's more anxiety because now you know you're anxious and then you can almost become anxious about being anxious, right? And it's like, why am I anxious? <laughs> now I'm even worrying about why I'm worrying. Um, yeah. But actually so it's, uh, there are so many things as you say you can do and really understanding. And I just love the way you take the holistic approach and you look at everything um, and you're really data-driven because we're definitely, we share a lot in common in that respect. I just think data 
it gives us something tangible to work with and it's yeah. start to really understand because sometimes people turn around when they you know have clients and they're like I don't know why I'm just not motivated I don't know why I'm suddenly feeling like this and it's like it's not your mindset it's actually down to your pathways we need to look at these things and when we fix them they get back on track um, and I think it's wonderful so please tell us share now where can people find more about you about your work um, please share with the listeners so they can come and uh, follow your work and, and your blogs yeah. and everything else that you're doing well, easy. What the website's Debbie Potts, my name dot net net. So that's where I try to write blogs and free ebooks and just share information there. And writing a lot of blogs, just sharing my thoughts each week. And then social media is Instagram and Facebook is the Low Carb Athlete, and my podcast is the Low Carb Athlete, where I talk more about health building. You know, we've had it for ten years, and we talked about eating fat to burn fat and metabolic efficiency and all that stuff ten years ago. So kind of start to tie in, you know, benefits of the Dutch test and low thyroid and, and all that, as well as the whole genetics and, and what we're eating and keto, but everyone wants keto, <laughs> carnivore <laughs> keto. It's like, you have to add those words into Popular. it. So, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Amazing. I will link to all of that in the show notes. Um, and they'll all be over on my website, AngelaFosterPerformance.com as well. People can download the transcript there and also access all the links to head over and check out your podcast and your blog and your social media um, content as well. Thank you so much, Debbie, for coming on the show today. It's been such a pleasure. Great. Thanks for having me on your show. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. You can find out more about Debbie Potts over on her website, debbiepotts.net. She also has a fantastic book, Life is Not a Race, It's a Journey, um, teaching you why you need to take care of the whole athlete from the inside out to prevent chronic stress and disease. I will link to everything that we talked about in today's episode over in the show notes on my website, angelafosterperformance.com forward slash podcast. And thanks as always for listening. Um, I would be super grateful if you are enjoying the podcast and could leave us a positive review on iTunes or whichever platform you're listening on as it really helps me get the message out to a wider audience. And make sure you tune in next week. If you haven't already subscribed, I recommend subscribing. You just hit the subscribe button on your app. That way you'll never miss an episode. Um, and next week is the 100th episode of High Performance Health and I have an incredibly special guest coming on the show. So you're gonna absolutely love this. You're gonna learn so much much about the world of biohacking um so wait tune in for next week it's a very very special episode coming and thanks as always for supporting me in bringing this great content to you every single week i'm super grateful to have you listen and i can't wait to be back with you again next week thanks for listening remember to review and subscribe you can grab the show notes the resources and highlights of everything angela mentioned over at angelafosterperformance.com you can also snatch up plenty of other goodies, including the highly helpful Angela Recommends page, which is a list of everything she personally recommends to optimize your mind, body, and lifestyle.